everyone. Welcome to Speakers Bank Podcast, Disability Edition. I'm Mary, a member of the podcast team from JTI working for Speakers Bank. And guys, we are really privileged for today. We have two new guest speakers, and we need to stay tuned because they are going to share to us what's this something special that makes them like common ground. We know that their friendship is really strong that really bind them together, but there's one more. Come and join me and let's find out. Our two new guest speaker is none other than Anthea and Jess. Hello, Anthea and Jess. Hi. Hi, Hi ladies. Thank you so much for this wonderful time. And that's particular something special that made you together. We need to find that out. I heard it's about the musical scene. Yeah. Um, so we um, we are two thirds of a band called the Bear Brass Asylum Orchestra. Um, we're not actually an orchestra. It's just a name that confuses everyone. Um, <laughs> so... Our music style is um, pop, rock, folk, blues, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, all so, the members yeah. of our band have a disability. So one of the things we yeah. do is we, we talk about, um, I guess, or sing about our experiences as, as disabled people. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and so we're a three-piece band. Um, <laughs> And so I sing and Anthea plays percussion um, mm -hmm. and then we have a guitarist situation that we'll talk about later. <laughs> awesome. That's situation. Yes. Now for both of you, since you already gave us a brief overview of about music, Anthea is on the percussion and you are the lead singer, mm -hmm. the vocalist. The, aside from this music, and do you have any like who influence in your in your group? Who makes the music? Who writes the song? Oh, oh okay, yeah. Yes. Who's in the team? Yeah, yep. this is for both of you, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we we all kind of share the writing. Um, we try to do that as much as possible because um, we each have different um, strengths musically, but also um, different ideas, different experiences of disability as well. Um, so most of the music that um, people who follow us will listen to um, was um, written by myself, Anthea, and our previous guitarist, Tim Hackett. Um, yeah, so... Anthony, yeah, so, did you want to add anything? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess usually just that, um, you know, one of us will come up with an idea and we'll usually turn up to a rehearsal either with a recording or a sheet of notes and say to the others, you know, what do you think of this? And um, usually by the time the three of us have sat with it for an hour or so, it's completely different and, <laughs> and something beautiful comes out sometimes. And sometimes we just go, yeah, no, that's not going to work and walk away. Uh, and then um, the other thing that's quite uh, unique about our group, I suppose, is that we um, we choose to do covers. Um, mm -hmm. So most music groups um, 
do covers because they haven't uh, graduated to writing their own music yet um, or they do covers because they want to do an entirely, a band that entirely plays Queen music or something like that. Um, <laughs> and so, but we do covers because we, um, we choose songs that seem quite um, ordinary at first, but then when a very disabled looking person and a woman sings it, it takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, I think one of the, one of the sort of founding sort of uh, ideas behind our band is a lot of people look at Jess, I think, you know, Jess, you're a, you're a small woman in a large wheelchair. I think that's fair to say. Would you sum it up that way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they look at Jess often and assume that she is either a child or childlike. Um, which anyone who's ever met Jess, uh, as her friend, I can tell you that is, you know, absolutely <laughs> so profoundly not true. Um, and so I guess one of the things we like to do is um, really highlight the fact that, you know, we may all be disabled, but we're also adults who make our own decisions. And sometimes we have the right to make bad decisions. So, you know, rock and roll is an area where people are famous for, you know, making bad decisions for staying up all night, drinking a lot, you know, maybe having sex with people they shouldn't, you know, taking drugs they shouldn't. And so we kind of push that idea on stage that it's that we're allowed to do that too. Whether we actually do that in real life is a whole other matter, um, but we, we do like to sing songs about it. Um. <laughs> we, one of our covers is a country song um, by... Uh, well, it's sung by a woman, um, but it's it's about a woman who sets fire to her ex-boyfriend's house. Uh, just as a as an example, a flavour of the kind yeah, of things. Yeah, that cover, you mean? Uh, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so and, people and I have a low singing voice, um, so it's quite fun because a lot of the songs we choose are originally sung by men. Um, <laughs> and then we adapt them for our group, yeah. Now, you said earlier that you write your own songs. It's all original, which is really genius. Very smart of you guys to do that. Now, this question is for both of you, but you writing the songs, original, is there any specific time that came into your life for both of you, Anthea and Jess, that somehow you got too lazy making songs just you know, one time or you, every day is hyper energetic to really make? I have to say, I never wrote a single song before joining Bear Barass. I've only written for Bear Barass. So I guess I could, you know, you know, the band has become my inspiration. And I'm not sure why that is, uh, why I didn't do it beforehand. Um, maybe because I had no one to play what I was writing. Um, but no, for me, I, I, I don't, for me, there isn't a pattern. I, I, I guess I, I come up with an idea and then that idea will sort of float around my head until it sort of oh. starts to coalesce. Often I come up with ideas in the bath. I don't know why that is. And I come up with ideas when I'm half asleep. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so I... Um, Brain cells are really active for both of you. <laughs> so, um, so I don't... Um, I like to describe it to people like a sports person. So they tell sports people that you should exercise every day, run every day. And I like to 
um, say that in theory the same should be true for writing music or theatre or whatever you're doing, but in practice <laughs> I am chaos. Um, <laughs> I, I don't do anything much as a routine um, because uh, I have quite seriously, I have a lot of times where I'm not well. So it's not that I have um, a, a bug or anything. It's just that I, part of my disability means I'm either unwell or I'm tired um, at strange times of the day and night. Um, and I guess have similar issues with that, don't we? So yeah. And sometimes so arranging get, rehearsals can be difficult to find a time yeah. when we're both awake. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> um, so so um, I tend to I tend to just make sure that um, when I am feeling good that I do at least a little bit of something creative. Um, uh, so I also um, Besides Bear Brass, I run the Waiting Room Arts Company, um, which does theatre, poetry, visual arts, um, a range of things. Um, so basically um, what a day in the life of Jess is, is that most days I'm doing something towards my arts, but the difference between me and a non-disabled person is that I might only be able to do an hour of work before I get tired. Whereas, um, like I've seen my mother in action, she can go for five hours or more uh, <laughs> on the same task. So, um, but then, you know, I'll have periods where I do a lot more work because I have a performance coming or something like that. So, yeah it sort of goes up and down. Does that answer the question? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Any additional, um, Anthea? Um, I guess just that, yeah, that, that, that attitude kind of permeates all of our, uh, the way we work together, you know. Um, we're very aware that we can't afford to push each other so hard that we break each other, you know, that we then have to go and rest for, for two weeks or whatever. So, you know, I think compared to most bands, our rehearsals are very short. Um, we tend to stop for lunch in the middle. Um, we do a lot of chatting. Um, but I guess we make up for that because we've both been living sort of that way all in our entire lives. So you, you, you develop the ability to get a lot done in a short space of time. Would you, do, you, do you think that's true, Jess? You may only work an hour, but you're probably getting more done than your average able-bod would in an hour because then you're not, you know, getting distracted and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still get distracted. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the friendship for both of you is really strong because you can say whatever you want and what you see is what you get and strong bond friendship. It's also as well... Being in a band is like being married. You know, um, it really is. You have to negotiate constantly. Um, it's like being married to multiple people at once, you know. Um, <laughs> sometimes you didn't choose. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, you know, we've, and, we've certainly had think... band fights, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, fights. Yeah, yeah. But, we, um, but you have to, just like in a marriage, you have to work through it or everything falls yeah. apart, you know. <laughs> but similarly, I reckon none of our fights were ever 
really bad. Like I've heard some horror stories about. Oh, it wasn't Fleetwood Mac bad. No, no, you know, none, none of us wrote a song about how awful the other one was and then, then made the other person play it. You know, uh, no, it tends to be. It tends to be, you know, accidental things like you know, made a booking and forgot to tell someone, or you know, I don't know, you know, just left something yeah. in the way and it got run over by the wheelchair yeah. or, you know, just all sorts of little, little, like a marriage, little things yeah. that bug you. That, that, that if you were just together occasionally, wouldn't matter, but, you know, day in, day out. We don't tour together yet, so that's, yeah. you might get worse when that happens. Yeah, that, might be, <laughs> that might be the test of the marriage. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. But, yeah. but also <laughs> I feel like um, if, like, when I search for new people to work with, mm-hmm. I feel very strongly that if, there isn't some kind of um, personal connection that uh-huh. then the professional side won't work either. Yeah. So, Which is I think, weird because we didn't really know each other when we started Bear Brass. No. We and met each other we, once or twice and we kind of yeah, agreed so, to do another gig. But yeah. so we, <laughs> You just suddenly click with each other. Sort of. Do you want to tell the story, Jess? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> we, we met at a, at a party... Um, like uh, the two of us had had a mutual friend who we don't hmm. see anymore, but so it was his oh, I party. See him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he lives on the other well, side. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Tim was um, there too. The guitarist was there too. Yeah. So that's how we met, and we were asked to do one performance mm-hmm. together, um, and to just sing, play anything, um. And I was a, a like, a gig that wanted some disabled people to play music, and they knew yeah. we were all, all musicians, so they said, "Can you guys get yeah. together and do something?" And so yeah. I, I before I did this group, um, I had written some very bad music, and um, and I had some personal stuff go on in my life, so I actually stopped doing any artistic work for I don't know a good chunk of time. I remember, and then. Then um, Anthea and these other people asked me to do this one performance and I was like, oh, okay, well, it's only one performance, so I think I can manage that. (laughs) Um, And we were awful. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We were. (laughs) Wow, you're very honest, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But we we sort of... um, But we had fun, so... Yeah, we, we definitely had fun. But also I think we discovered that we we got along reasonably okay personally and we discovered gradually that we had sort of similar interests musically. I think mm. that was the key. Mm. Um, so Tim was the one that brought the blues connection. Anthea brought the punk. Punk, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can see that. Uh, and and what about yeah. you, Jess? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess a little bit blues rock country. You brought the theatrical side too. The, yeah, you know. well, well, we tried singing some songs from theatre and that was a complete disaster. But um, but we do have a kind of a theatrical... True. On stage um, we kind of, we, we create, you know, when I was talking about how we sort of create these rock god characters, you know, yeah, we're yeah. not really playing ourselves on stage as such where... Yeah. We have characters, yeah. you know, because um, we're trying to get across a point. So, so Anthea's that probably came friend, from you. Anthea, um, Sue was telling me how um, 
it's like yourself but with the volume turned up. And yes, I think yeah, Sue's a comedian, so yes, yeah. that's yeah, that is that, yeah, it's like it, it is, it is us, but it's more, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good way to describe what we do. Mm. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of crowd that you can gather because of that loud character mm. that is very unique, yeah, that you that's right. And I think it, it also gives you a bit of freedom, it feels a little less personal. You can say things and not feel like you've just bared your soul on stage because then it just gives you a bit of a distance from the audience too, I think, anyway, you know. Yeah, that's really awesome because my next question to you guys is this particular song that you wrote is somehow, for me personally, it's like coming out of the shell about welcome. You know, these lyrics is so meaningful and Please tell us, tell us about this one, the song Welcome. Welcome to my so, world. Just write this one. So, so welcome to my world. Um, so welcome, I actually wrote welcome with um, Tim, the previous guitarist, and also there was a third guy who worked on the song, um, Michael Adney, who he he didn't, he wasn't ever intending to be part of the band, but he helped me write this one song. Um, so <laughs> Welcome started because I was really angry with my parents. I don't remember about what. And <laughs> I immediately after I fought with my parents, I went and typed out the lyrics to this song. Wow. Um, so your voice really matters with that yeah. song. Yeah. Because... With that particular song, Welcome to My World, for us, when we watched it, it somehow yeah. it, it's so powerful that, oh, did that voice came from jazz? Something, that kind of question. Yeah. Impression as yeah. well. Um, and I think it was kind of a response more generally to um, people think that they know what the bad bits are about being disabled and actually it's not true. So by that I mean that um, I really love my body um, but what I spend all the time or a lot of disabled people spend all the time fighting to have their basic rights um, uh, adhered to um, getting basic supports. So for some people it's a wheelchair, for some people it's technology to help them read, uh, for some people um, it's support at school. It can be a whole range of different things. Um, and so really it was a way of me venting that frustration, um, yeah, because I think people assume that a lot of the time it's to do with simply the fact that I can't move my hands or whatever. And actually that's the least interesting part of the story. Mm. Um, Anthea? <laughs> yeah, and I think both, both Jess and I have been disabled since quite young. Um, mm. So I guess we have a slightly different attitude in, in that way, you know, um, for someone, I guess, who's only recently lost use of their hands, it's probably a much bigger deal, um, you know. But for us, you know, I think often when disability is portrayed, there is this this constant focus on the tragedy 
and on the newness of it and on, you know, new diagnosis or new birth or, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, when the reality of disability is that, you know, we go for months, years, decades just being normal. You know, yes, there, there is a period of adjustment if, if it's new to you, um, you know, and, but, and, and yes, there are periods where it gets awful and it's hard and it's scary, but between that is normal life. You know, and that's the bit that, that I guess we focus on in that song. That song, yeah. It's like uh, what Jess said, it's emotional and unique that impressed all of us. And another thing is that you were sharing about the disability, but for us, it's, I mean, for me personally, it shows your ability to make your voice heard and that you nailed it. That's a really good song, which I hope someday I can sing it with you guys. With a, it's like a really unique rock song with own character, which a nice low tone of voice. <laughs> and and no, no one's ever accused either of us of, of not speaking our minds. I don't think you know. It's, it's... That was uh, that was impressive, uh, Anthea and Jess. So I do also really like the film clip too. It's very much in Jess's. It 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 it, it follows that idea because it's in Jess's house. You know, it's all filmed. You know, yeah, uh, in her filmed. car, in her house, in her backyard. Um, so it very much is quite literally Jess's world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's her world. Oh, she's showing a piece of her I, world. Like before um, coronavirus, um, I would leave the house and do all sorts of things. It's not that I spend every waking minute at home it was oh, more no, no. i didn't mean that um, <laughs> at the time it was easiest to do the video at my house um yeah no but the the story is about you too so and it is about that sort of you know i, I didn't mean to imply that you don't leave the house no 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 uh, but I, just that for anyone their home is the the um yeah and that that is one of the misconceptions about disability that mm. you know we we stay at home all the time, yeah. you know, and we're just kind of shut away from the world. Although I do yeah. actually like in that video that your house looks extremely, quote, unquote, normal, you know. Yeah. I think the other idea is that we live in these, you know, institutions or that, yeah. you know, that to, to house us is a really difficult thing. It's a mm. suburban house, you know, just like, the, just like we all have, you know. That's, a, that's awesome. Now, my next question for both of you, Anthea and Jess, there are some time in our life that we have our own fight song and because you have your own song that you created so this is a fighting with the politicians there's a line in your song please share to us about it has it been successful um i would say it's there's been half half a success <laughs> work in um, progress perhaps Sorry? A work in progress, perhaps? Yeah. I think um, for me personally, um, my parents, when I was younger, had to care for me a lot because the government would not provide that paid support that I really needed. And we had to fight a long time just to get that. Um, but now that I have it, um, my life has improved dramatically um but I think 
you know, this is why I don't go on Facebook very much because um, there are other folks with disabilities who are still really struggling to um, persuade the government to give them what they need. Um, and people think that, you know, oh, you must be asking for something really fancy or, you know, this kind of stuff. No, it's not. It's basic um, supports that allow us to go to school, get a job, all the things that mean that you can contribute to this to society in the same way as a non-disabled person. Wow. You already mentioned my next question. Yes. You can add to that, yes. You can add to that, Jess and Anthea. Yeah. Please, uh, you know, explain to us. Do you think that the government funding is enough about all uh, these things about in your situation? Anthea and Jess, please. Thank you. Well, it's, it's a really, it's a mixture. Mm -hmm. um, so some people have had... Um, say how grateful they are for the supports that they have been able to receive. Others are not receiving anything different to what they were before the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And then others are actually finding that under this new scheme, they are worse off. <laughs> um, so it's, it's really complicated. Um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> oh, my question, sorry. Is the government funding enough? Yeah. Um, so I think it's... Um, if there has been an increase in government funding for a lot of disability stuff, but I would say that there is no country in the world necessarily that... Um, gives people full equality in the way that I see it. <laughs> um, I, I also think the current system has a massive amount of red tape, which A, costs money because all of those people creating that red tape are being paid, but B, it actually makes it very difficult for a lot of people to actually navigate the system and get what they need, you know. Um, as um, we've already talked about, people with disability often don't have as much time on their hands as a result of their disability, and then you're also asking them on top of all of that, to go through this really complex process, you know. Paperwork. Um, paperwork, um, yeah. yeah. And I think also um, uh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, system, I was yeah. just going to say that, that I was just going to say that, you know, how much paperwork does it take to ascertain that Jess needs a wheelchair? I mean, really, yeah. you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah.